With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Lamed Test, page 39. We begin six lines in towards the end of the line. Lamekatanoi. Let us say that this concept, which we're discussing now, which is if you are going to be Makdish, you say, I want to make my slave holy. Whether or not he becomes holy, he becomes he goes to the Beis HaMikdash, to the treasury, or he goes out free. Let us say that this is actually Machlokas Tanoim, an argument between Tanoim. HaMakdish Avdoi, Ein Moilin Boy. If somebody goes and he's Makdish, he makes his Eved, his slave, holy. So you can't, there's no concept of Me'ila. So according to the Tanakhama, there's no concept of Me'ila, which means Me'ila is something that only applies to something that's hectish, something that's holy, that uh, you're not allowed to get any benefit from it. So here we're saying that there's no problem of getting benefit from this Eved. Clearly, why? Because if you're Makdish, it does not become holy unto the temple. Rabbi Shimei Gamliel, Rabbi Shimei Gamliel says, however, Mayalin, there is a concept of Me'ila, there is a problem of getting any kind of benefit from it, Mayalin Bisa'aray, in regards to his hair, meaning you can't have any benefit from his hair. Let us say that this is what they're arguing about. Demar Sever Kadosh, that Rabbi Shimei Gamliel says that you can't get any benefit from his hair because he holds that he is holy. Umar Sever Loi Kadosh, another one who says that there's no problem, it's because he holds that when you're Makdish, when you make him holy, you're freeing him really. And that's why there's no problem of getting benefit from him. Vitizvara, is that so? Hi, Moylan boy, Vein Moylan boy. What are we talking about? Whether there's Me'il or not? Hi, Kaddish, Vein, Kaddish, we should be talking about whether or not he became holy. It shouldn't be talking about whether or not there's Me'ila. Ela de Kule Ahma Kaddish. Everyone agrees that indeed he is holy in this case, in this Mishnah. Vahacha Bahakamifligi, or Brysa, whatever it is. And this is what they're arguing about. The Marasavar Av de Kamekarkoidami. That one holds that an Eved, that a slave is considered like like uh, land, and therefore, if it's considered like land, so there's no concept of me'ila, there's no problem if there's a piece of land that belongs to Hektish of getting benefit from it. So, dummy. It's this. So, this slave is like karka. Umarsa dummy. The one holds that no, a slave is like metaltal and regular things that are movable objects, and therefore there is a problem of me'ila. So now the Gemara says, "Ihachi, if that's the tr- if that's indeed the case, if that is true, that's what they're arguing about." Why are they arguing about his hair? They should argue about his body, whether or not you can have any kind of benefit from his body at all. The Kuleam, everyone agrees. That an Eved is like ground. And what that means is that there's no problem of Me'ila. There's no problem of getting benefit from him, even though he's become holy. And here what are they arguing about? His hair specifically, because it's something that's standing to be cut. So the one who says that there's a problem having some kind of benefit from it, it's because of the fact that this hair is something that's holy and now it's going to be removed. It's considered like it already is removed, despite the fact that you have not yet removed it yet. Therefore, there's a problem. Umar Savrilavki Gazuz Dami. And the other one holds that no. If the, as long as the hair is attached to his head, so it's not considered like it's cut off, and therefore, there's no problem of getting any kind of benefit from the hair. Lemahani Tanoi, Kahani Tanoi. So let us say that these two Tanoim are like two different Tanoim. The Tanan we learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Meir, Amir Rabbi Meir says, Yishtvarm Shem Kikarka, there are things that are like ground. Ve'inan Kikarka, and in another respect, they're not like land. And the rabbis do not agree to him. Ketzat, what's the case? Eser Gefanim to Unais Masarti Lacha. So one guy says to another that I gave you over ten uh, grapevines carrying their grapes. Hello, I mean, the other one says, She says, No, you only gave me five. 
So Rabbi Meir says that he is indeed chayv to make a shvua. He's required to make a swear, since there's a concept that modem in mikzas is chayv shvua. That when you when someone comes and says that you owe him something, and you admit that you owe him part of what he said, even though you don't admit to all of it. So in order for, to only give the part that you said, you have to swear that it's all that you owe. So over here, so it's going to be the same thing. Whereas the Chachamim say, Anything that's attached to the ground is considered like ground. And therefore, just like ground, there's no such concept as swearing when your Modibah makes us when you admit to part of it. So to over here, you're not going to have to swear. says, What is the case? What are they arguing about? They're arguing about a case where, it's, where it has these grapes that are about to be uh, they're about to be harvested. The Rabbi Meir, so Rabbi, Rabbi Meir holds since they're about to be harvested, so it's considered that they already are harvested, and therefore they're considered disconnected from the ground. And according to Rabbi Meir, therefore, it's you, you can come onto the concept of modu mixus that you have to say a shvua that when you admit to part of it, you have to say a shvua. I swear. Rabban and Sari, the rabbis hold lav damyon. They're not considered like uh, it's as if that it was harvested already. So, therefore, it would come out that it's exactly, this coincides with what we've been talking about with the hair of a slave. So the Gemara says, you could even say that over here, Rabbi Meir would admit. Because Rabbi Meir only says this halacha over there when it comes to grapes. That as long as they stay on the vines, they're going to get worse and worse. And therefore, it's considered that you've already taken them off because you're going to really do it really, really soon. But over here, as long as the hair is attached to the head of the slave, so the hair gets nicer and better. So therefore, even Rabbi Meir would admit that over here, that you don't want it to be cut off, and therefore it's not considered cut off, and therefore you can indeed have benefit from it because it's considered still like karka, like ground. The Gemara continues, when Rabbi Chia Bar Yosef left, Amar Lahai Shmaisa, the Rav Kamei Rabbi Yechanan. So he said over this whole sugya of Rav in front of Rabbi Yechanan. So Rav is the one who said before that if someone is mafkir his evit, he says that his evit is ownerless, he goes out free. So he said this over in front of him, in front of Rabbi Yechanan. Amar Leis Rabbi Yechanan responded, Amar Rav Hachi. Is it true that Rav said this? Now, so the Gemara says, wait, what's going on? Rabbi Yechanan is saying, is it true that Rav said this? And he doesn't say this. Well, Rabbi Yechanan doesn't say this. So Amar Ula, Amar Ula said in Rabbi Yechanan exactly what Rav says. Hamafkir Avdoi Yatzelacheres. When someone makes his slave ownerless, he goes out free. B'tzarch Yet Shechor, and he needs to have some kind of document freeing him. So Gemara says, what did Rabbi Yechanan mean? Hachik Amar Le. This is what he meant. Amar Rav Kavasi. Is it true that Rav said like me? Yekeda Amri Loisimu Akame. That those who say that he didn't actually finish off the statement in front of him. Amar Lev Le Amar Rav Tzarch Yet Shechor. And therefore, Rabbi Yechanan responded and says. Is it true that Rav only said that he goes out free and he does not require some kind of document freeing him? And that was the statement of Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan Tamei, and Rabbi Yechanan goes according to his own reasoning, that Amar Ula, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, that Ula says in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, HaMafkir Avdi Yetzel Echeris, Yetzarek Yetzchor. Meaning when he stated that he was surprised that Rav didn't require any kind of document releasing him, it's because he had like himself, obviously, that uh, it's not enough to just be mafkir him to, to release him, but you also have to give him some kind of uh, document stating that he's released. Gufa, the Gemara says, let's go back to something we said before. Amar Ula, Ula said, Amar Biachan, in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Hamafkir Avda Yetzlecheris. Somebody who frees 
his slave by saying that he's ownerless, he goes out free. Rabbi Yechanan said that he does indeed require some kind of document stating that he's being freed. Eisvi, I'll ask you a question. I'll ask you a kasha. Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba asked the question to Ula. Gershemes, if you have some kind of uh, proselyte that died, So now, he had no Yorshim, he had no inheritors, and he had no relatives, so what happens to all of his possessions? So any Jew can come along and take them. And there were some kind of slaves amongst all the property. Whether we're talking about a major or a minor, meaning if you're talking about a child slave or an adult slave, they have already gone and acquired themselves, and they're free. Abishol says, only those who are adults have acquired themselves, and they're free. Ketanim, however, when it comes to the children, whoever wants to take them can take them. Because Rashi explains that a child does not have the ability to acquire anything. So since the child does not have the ability to acquire, he can't acquire himself. So therefore, when someone else wants to come along and take him, they can. He hasn't gone out free. So now he asks, he finishes off his question by saying, Who has written any kind of document freeing these slaves? Meaning, how could anyone say that they're going out free if they didn't get any kind of document? Omar, so he responded and said, He responded by kind of putting him down and saying, This question sounds like you didn't properly learn the whole concept. The time of my... Um, Rav Nachman, what's the reason? Rav Nachman says, Kasavar Ula, Ula held Avde de Ger That why is it so simple that he doesn't need, he doesn't require any kind of document? Because an Avid, a slave of a proselyte, Kiishtai is like his wife. Just like his wife will be freed without any kind of divorce document once he dies, Af Avad of So too, a slave will be freed with no uh, document that says that he's being freed because the guy died. So why is it true that why is this only in regards to a ger in regards to a proselyte? Even a regular Jew also, if he dies, then the slave should go out free, just like his wife goes out free. On our cross, so the Gemara says that's why the verse says that you give them over to your children. The, the verse specifically states that indeed you give it over to your children because you would think that it wouldn't go over to your children, because you would think that he would be freed when the father died. But in a normal case where there's no chi- where there is a child, I'm sorry, so then it's going to go over to the child. But when there's no child, so then indeed, just like a woman goes out free without any kind of divorce document when the husband dies, so too a slave will go out free when the husband dies, when the baal, the owner dies. Yehachi Dumar says, if so, let's say somebody uh, makes his slave ownerless and then he passes away. Nami, so he should also go out free. Alama, Amar Amemar, why is it that Amemar said, if somebody makes his slave ownerless, umes, and he dies, that there's no, there's, no, there's no way for this guy to go out free, the slave is stuck. So the Amemar Kash, Dumar says, that's a good question from Amemar, it's a good question. In that, a child does not go out free if he's a child slave and he's attached. He's enslaved to some kind of gear, to a proselyte, so to a convert, so he doesn't go out free. So Amar Le Rabbi Zeira Le Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi. So Rabbi Zeira said to Rabbi Yaakov Bar Idi, "We turn the page to the Matzah Mabeis, thirty-nine B. The fear of This thing that you said over in the name of Yeshua and Levi, did you hear it expressly, explicitly, or did you figure it out from something else that he said? My klala. 
So he responded, he's like, what could it be possible that I heard from Yabeshub and Levi that you could deduce it from? The Amr Yabeshub and Levi, because Yabeshub and Levi said like this, Amr Lefnei Rabbi, they said in front of Rabbi, if somebody says that I gave up hope from my slave, mahu, what's the halacha? So he said back to them, I say, he has the only way that he can go out free is only if he has some kind of document freeing him. My time of the Rebbe, Rebbe said, what's the reasoning of Rebbe? He learned out from, we have a Gzira Shava, the same word in two different places, we have it by Isha, by a woman, and we also have it by an Eved, by a slave. My Isha Bishtar, just like a woman has to be released with a document, of Eved Nami Bishtar, so too, a slave has to be released with a document. So another Gemara says, And so what are you going to deduce from this statement of Rabbi Shub and Levi and Rabbi Yechanan? like a woman. Just like a woman. So what are we talking about here that she's going out free? Only in regards to Isser. Only, what does a husband have with his wife? He only has with her a connection called Isser through some kind of transgression, meaning he's created her that she is also she's forbidden on the whole world. But there's nothing in regards to Mammon. He doesn't have any kind of uh, monetary acquirement in her body. He doesn't own her body. Af Eved Nami, Yisur So to a slave, all that we have, this Eved that we're talking about, the connection that we're making to Eved, is only in regards to Isser, in regards to things that have to do with transgressions, meaning that the Eved, the slave, is not allowed, as long as he's enslaved, to marry a regular Jewish woman. Vilema but not in regards to the to the monetary aspect of it, in regards to the fact the owner still has a right in the body as long as he's enslaved, he has a right in his body, the body of his slave. So we're not talking about that. And Rashi explains that what, what's going on here is that in regard we have two different types of slaves. One is a, an, an adult slave and one is a child slave. So in regards to an adult slave, so if the owner goes and says that I'm mafkir, I'm making my slave ownerless. So an adult slave, so all that's left, he no longer the, the owner no longer has anything in the mo- monetary part of him, in the body itself. But in regards to the Esser, in regards to the fact that this Eved has certain prohibitions, he's not allowed to marry a regular Jewish woman, so that still remains. So now that needs to be released with some kind of document. So there we can compare it to a woman, that all there is is Esser. All there is is some kind of prohibition that stands upon her. However, a child, explains Rashi, when you have a child who needs to be released, that can't be con- compared and connected to a woman. Because why? Because a child, if let's say he's mafker this child, let's say the owner says, I want to release the child, I want to make him that he's ownerless. So nothing happens because a child can't acquire his own self. And therefore, a child can't be connected because a child is not connected in regards to, there's no case where there's only is, there's only prohibitions, there's only a case where you have both. So therefore, a woman cannot be connected to a child. So that would be the inference that we would see, like Abishol, that indeed a child cannot be released, and in regards to a ger, that child would indeed be able to be taken on by someone else. So the Gemara finishes off this theme. So he says to him, if you're trying to deduce it, then what's your question? It's obvious we can deduce it. So he said, no, it's not so simple that we can deduce it. We could really make a diuk, we can really deduce the opposite direction. That what Maisha Bingadabinkitana, just like a woman, whether she's an adult or a child, and she gets released when the husband dies, af Evidnami Bingalobinkatan. So we could deduce the fact that if we're connecting the two, whether a slave is an adult or a child, he also will be released. So So that's why he responded and said that actually I heard it explicitly that the halacha is like Abba Shaul, and that's why I made this statement. Now 
We have a similar piece of Gemara. However, the this past piece was with Rabbi Shuban Levi. The next piece is going to be a quote from Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia bar Abba, Amar Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Chia bar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yechon. In halacha ke Abba Shol, the halacha is not like Abba Shol, meaning indeed a child will indeed go out free. Amar Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Chia bar Abba, Rabbi Zera said to Rabbi Chia bar Abba, "Befeir shmilcha amichlal shmilcha." Did you hear this explicitly, or did you deduce this from some statement of Rabbi Yechon? My klala, what would be the possible place that we could learn it out from the Amar Yishu ben Levi? Because we start off again with the same piece. Yishu ben Levi said, Amar lefnei Rebbe. They said in front of Rebbe Nisya Ashmi plenty Avdi. Someone said that I gave up hope from my my slave. Mahu, what's the halacha? Amar lahem. He responded and said, Oimer ani. I say, Ainat takana elabishtar. The only way that he can be freed is only with some kind of document. Amar Yechon. Rabbi Yechon then said, My time of the Rebbe. What's the reasoning of Rebbe? Kamar la la miisha. He learns it out. From a gzera shava connection from a woman from a divorce. Ma'isha just like a woman is released with a document. Avevad nami b'shtar. So too, an eved, a slave, is released with a shtar with a document. What would be your deduction? Ki'isha, like a woman. Ma'isha ben gadol ben katana, just like a woman is whether we're talking about an adult or a child. Af eved nami ben gadol ben katan. So too, whether the eved, the slave, is a, a, a an adult or a child. So, so we could deduce that indeed, that Rabbi Yechanan holds that we don't hold like Abishol, that indeed, whether it's an adult or a child, he will go out free. When we're talking about the slave of some kind of convert. So the Gemara says, Michlala, my. So what are you asking me? What are you asking me from Michlala? Of course we could bring it from Michlala. What's your question? Whether or not it's a deduction or you heard it explicitly. So no, so he responded, Adar Abadikmi He said actually you could you could actually deduce the other way around. That maybe the only place that we connect them is where they're the same. That's only that only makes sense to connect a woman to an Evid that's only has to do with prohibitions, and that's only an adult Evid that can be released from the monetary part, a child cannot. So he responded and said that in fact, I heard it explicitly from him that he said that the halacha is not like Abishol and that whether we're talking about an adult or a child, indeed, they are freed and no one can come and take that child to be his slave. We said before, so we said to them, I say, this is Rebbe saying, the only way that they can do it the only way that he can be released is with some kind of document. Is that true? V'hatayim, we learned in Abraisa, Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, Amarani, afu noisen We said in the case where somebody went and he was maktish, he made his slave holy, and he went, he became the possession of the treasury of the Beis HaMikdash, so there is a way for him to get out. How does he get out? The case is where he went, goes and he, and he buys himself out. So it's possible. So how can you tell me that Rebbe said that he can't? They're only the only way, the only takana, the only way for him to get out is with some kind of document. We see over there by that case that indeed he can get it out with money. Hachikamar Sigmar says this is what he meant. Ay because of Aybishtar. He can go out with money or with some kind of document. And in this case, so the money, the monetary value of him is already gone. So that's why the only way that he can get out is with some kind of document. And this is coming to exclude that which the following Tana said, the time we learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Shimon, Aymer, Rabbi Shimon says, You might think that money has the ability to complete, just like a document has the ability to complete Talmud Laimar, The verse is talking about a case where we have a woman who is half enslaved and half freed. 
And now what happened was she had some kind of illicit relations with somebody and she had already been designated for someone else. And that's the Torah's verse. The verse is talking about that case. So what happens? So the Gemara says, the Pasuk says, I'm sorry, that if she was indeed completely freed, the verse says, we're going to see that in a moment in the Gemara, but if she was indeed completely freed, then so, so she was indeed designated because she was permitted to be married to someone and therefore they've done something wrong. So, but all we see in the verse is that if she's free, that's the way that she gets completely taken out, only if she's free with some kind of document. But the fact that she would be given money would not be good enough. Let's see. How does the whole segment of, in, of these verses end off? It ends off with the fact that she has not been released with some kind of document. This is to teach you. What completes her being freed? Only some kind of document. But money does not have the ability to completely free her. So now, the whole reason that we brought this is to show you that Rebbe was saying, not like this price. In this price, so it's saying that money cannot completely free her. But according to Rebbe, indeed, money can completely free her, just in that part particular case, so it had not done that because that's not what they did. And therefore they needed a star, they needed some kind of document. Amar Rabbi Barchama, Rabbi Barchama said, Amar Nachman, in the name of Nachman, Halacha Gibshimin, the Halacha is like a Bishim that indeed the only thing that can free her is a document and not money. Rabbi Yasi Barchama, Amar Biachan, Rabbi Yasi Barchama said, in the name of Rabbi Yachan, Ain Halacha Gibshimin, the Halacha is not like a Bishimin, indeed it is like Rabbi that also money can free her. Ashikhe Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak found Lerava Bar Sheilta, and the Bach changes this to Rabba Bar Shilas. So he found him to have a koi apischa de He was standing at the entranceway of the synagogue. Amrle. So he said to him, Halacha oyen halacha. Is the halacha like Rabbi Shimon or not? Amrle. Ani oymer en halacha. I say that the Lacha is not like Rabbi Shimon, the Lacha is like Rabbi. Rabbana and the Asmi Mechuzah Amri, and the Rabbis who come from Mechuzah say, Amri Rabbi Zeira, Mishmei the Rav Nachman, Rabbi Zeira said in the name of Rav Nachman, Halacha, the Lacha is indeed like Rabbi Shimon. V'chi Asa Lesura, when I came to Sura, Ashkachte le Rabbi Bar Avin, I found Rabbi Bar Avin, Amri Le, I said to him, Emily, easy, Gufa de Uv de Hichiava, I said to him, please tell me now exactly what happened in this story. Why did we pass in this way? Amr Lee, so he said to me, the Hayi Amsa, there was a certain maid servant, Havamorish Chimera, whose master was on his deathbed. So he came and he, she was crying in front of him. Amr Lee, she said to him, How long are you going to keep me that I'm enslaved? He took his hat, he gave it to her. Amr Lazil Kani, he said to her, Be kind of this, acquire this hat, and acquire yourself. Also come there of Nachman, so then they came in front of Nachman to find out if this was okay. Amr Lahu, so he said to her, he said to them, he hasn't done anything good. And those who saw it thought that the halach is like Rabbi Shimon, that the problem was that he did it with money instead of with some kind of document. And that's not true. The problem was that he was trying to create some kind of a kinyan, some kind of transaction of possession by using this hat, which is called a kinyan suder, a, an acquiring that's done through some kind of object. So he thought that if he gives if he gives him, if he gives her, I'm sorry, his hat, and she picks it up and gets the hat, so then she'll get herself as well, but it's not true, because what she actually needs is she needs to take something of hers and use her own thing, and that's how she's going to acquire herself. Amar of Shmuel Bar Achitai, Amar of Hamnuna Sava. Rav Shmuel Bar Chitoy said in the Rav Hamnuna the elder, Amar Yitzchak Bar Ashian. He said the name of Yitzchak Bar Ashian. Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav Hamnuna. They said in the name of this one. Said in the name of this one. Halacha, Rabbi Shimon, that the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon. That the only way that you can acquire 
that the slave can acquire himself is only through a star, some kind of document. And it's not so. In the halacha is not like Rabbi Shimon. Indeed, a woman or a slave, a man slave, can acquire themselves through a through money as well. He said in the name of Ashi, in the name of Rebbe, Evet Shenosa is Baschayrim Bifnei Rabbi, a slave who marries a free woman in front of his master, we turn to Memo Mer Aleph, Yotz Lechiris, he goes out free. What's the understanding of this? The reason that he goes out free is because since he did it in front of the master and the master did not object, it is clear that the master has already freed him. Amr Rabbi Yechanan, so Rabbi Yechanan said, Kol kach yish biyadcha, can you say such a powerful thing? Va'ani shayna, and I say, I've learned, ha'koysev shtar erisin l'shevchasai, someone who writes a shtar erisin, a, a, a document saying that he's marrying his shivcha. Rameer, Amr Mekudesh, Rameer says that indeed they are considered married, even though she was, as far as we knew, she was enslaved. Chachamim Rameena Mekudeshes. And the Chachamim say that indeed she's not married. So how can you tell me that when the master says something that indicates or does something or allows something that indicates that she was indeed freed that we believe we assume that she is indeed or he is indeed freed how can we assume that so the Gemara says so so like Rabbi Barshila says, that there's in another case, he said that in a case where the master put on tefillin onto the, to the slave, it for sure shows that the slave has been freed. So to over here where the master himself is actively involved in marrying him off. So therefore, when he's actively involved, so then it's clear that he has indeed freed him. And Rashi explains that the reason that it's clear is because a master would for sure not cause his slave to do some kind of forbidden act by marrying somebody when he's not allowed to marry her. So now the Gemara says, we're going to read a few more lines so we finish off this piece. Is there something, he's going to marry off his slave. He's not going to allow his slave to do something wrong. But he himself is going to marry uh, his own slave woman. And we said before that the rabbis say that it's a problem that we don't believe him. How could it be? If we believe him in regards to his slave, we can't relieve him in regards to himself. Um, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak explains like this. What's the case where he said to his maidservant that he wants to marry her? The Amr Allah, he said there, He said, go out with this document and marry me with this document. Rabbi Meir Sabar, so in such a case, Rabbi Meir holds, that when he says such a thing, it indeed implies that he is freeing her. The rabbis hold that no, when he says such a thing, it does not imply that he's freeing her. And therefore, in this case, so since he's trying to do both of them together, and he only said, the, the words that he said was go out, he didn't say that I'm freeing you. So therefore, that's why we have this argument between the rabbis and Rabbi Meir. But it could be that in a case where he just was marrying her, and we don't know whether or not he did indeed free her before, we could indeed assume that he wouldn't do anything wrong that he wouldn't be marrying his maidservant that would be forbidden on him.